Hey everybody, welcome back to Lessons Learned, the podcast where we aim to turn our experiences into your wisdom. I'm Randy, and we got the gang back together today because Joe is back on the show. And we're going to have a special guest with us today uh, who is going to talk about meditation with us. Chris, why don't you go ahead and introduce him? Guys, we did it. We did it. We got Iron Man on the show. Yes! The day <laughs> is Tony come! Stark is with us Finally. today! Hey. It's good to be here. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about meditation. So uh, Iron Man, I guess, meditates quite a bit. Robert Downey Jr. over here. Um, oh, yeah. Thanks for the handoff there, Dumbledore, by the way. I forgot that I was, I was all uh, hyped up for introducing Iron Man. So, yeah, you got it. You know. Yeah, thanks. Sweet. So meditation, man. Uh, it's something we all need to do, I think. And I don't do it quite often enough. But when I do, it's, it's insane how much it actually improves your life. So we're going to be diving into that today. So, uh, Tony, what's up, man? How's it going? It's going well. Uh, do I, like, introduce myself, too? Sure. All right, great. <laughs> My name is Tony Stark. <laughs> Tony Stark. The one. All right. Yeah. That's all you need to know. That's it. That's it. Uh, no relation. I don't look anything like Robert Downey Jr. Either he was cast wrong or I'm the real Iron Man. Anyway. Uh I have gotten to serve with Chris and Talon and Jared, and we've deployed together, mm-hmm. yeah. deployed with each of these guys. And I think I replaced your crew, Jared, in England. Yeah, you're I with, think like, so. Bolter and the rest mm-hmm. of them. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Great guys. So proud of them. So happy to be on the show. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> They're amazing. Um, but... Let's see. I'll talk about myself and kind of introduce meditation through Sweet. that. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Because it's done great things for my life. Um, I do want to say I think it's funny that you said that you don't meditate at all. No, I do. Just not nearly enough. Well, there's this this stigma that meditation is this specific thing. Like you have to be sitting there crisscross applesauce and like oh, breathing. Mm-hmm. And like that's the only type mm-hmm. of meditation there is in this world. Mm-hmm. And that's not true at all. Smart. Okay. It's it's just about getting ah. into a meditative state where you're present, uh, which is something I want to talk about. Um, so you're you play hockey, for right. example. Right. When you're in the zone, like you're not thinking about like, oh, did I turn? Did I remember to turn off my oven? Like <laughs> you are in this meditative Classic. state where all you are thinking about is what's in front of you or where you're passing the puck. I don't really know how hockey works, but Nailed that sounds dude. like yeah, yeah. <laughs> those sports. Yeah. Um, I play sport anywho, ball. <laughs> <laughs> I um I did ROTC. Uh so I don't know. I didn't know this until I did ROTC that you could there's two different ways to join the military. Uh you can enlist like these great Americans did. Um or you could Or you can make three times the amount of money like this guy does. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> you can barely make more money than you, bro. Come on. Uh, <laughs> anyhow, uh in order to commission into the air force versus enlist uh you have to earn your bachelor's degree and go through a program either ots uh, officer training school or you can do rotc i do not know what rotc stands for reserves officer training course let's go with that yeah i think that's yeah. what Just, it is that's my confidence yeah, i don't know what it is but here it is <laughs> yeah <laughs> some of the sort so I was in that program, um, and I did something called Arnold Air Society, which, for lack of a better term, is like a fraternity within ROTC. Um, but we it wasn't like Greek life. We didn't have any frat houses or frat <laughs> parties or anything of the sort. Uh, 
but we did volunteer work and we did like military stuff. We did drill and ceremonies and marching and things of the sort. Um, but one of the volunteer things that we went to uh, was the Tunnel to Towers run. It's a run in Manhattan um, to raise money for families of survivors of the 9-11 terrorist attacks. Um, so it's a 5K, I think, from the Battery Tunnel, Brooklyn Battery Tunnel, to uh, Ground Zero or the World Trade Center. I didn't know that existed. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Mm. So we got to volunteer for that. And I think at the time, we were helping people get to, um, I think it was the Red Cross. They collect blood, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Red that's, Cross. That's yeah. Right. yeah. I think it was them. Uh, we were helping getting people there. And there was this girl there. And we got to talking, just like small talk, like, where are you from? Blah, 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 blah. Um, and she started telling me that she does meditation and yoga and, like, all these things. And to me, at the time, I was like... 20 years old i was like laughing because i was like look at this little white girl talking about <laughs> this like hippie stuff <laughs> oh my god <laughs> nerd alert okay yeah exactly uh but, um i don't know i have a skewed view i didn't know any white people until my sophomore year of high school yeah i grew up uh, in brooklyn really? new york this is like me introducing myself no, to the story kidding. yeah i like it <laughs> I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, and uh, there were only two white people that I knew. Oh, man. They were both Russian immigrants. <laughs> and they're both Russian. <laughs> it was Dude, Bartholomew I'm... and Angela. I still remember their names. Uh, I probably am friends with them on Facebook or something, but um, those are the only white people I knew. I had some white teachers, but, you know, I was a kid, so, like, my teachers weren't, like, real people. They were just, like, <laughs> yeah, they're objects, news, you know? <laughs> fake news. Uh, so, my sophomore year of high school, I moved to Monroe, New Jersey. So hey. I know a little bit of that. Hell yeah, brother. Represent. Why am I saying yeah. that? I hate New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I got out as soon as I could. So Good for you. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, you know, was a little nervous because I'd be meeting new people and I had to calm myself down. And uh, I thought to myself, I was like, I'm about to get on this cheese bus to go to school. I'm getting on the cheese bus. I got my backpack. I'm outside. This is as white as the experiences I've had. And I'm calming myself down and I'm saying, hey, it's fine. You know, you're going to meet new people, but their names are going to be really simple. Because I've watched TV, so I know white people. I know, like, there's a bunch of Chris's and there's a bunch of John's and Mike's. And then Jennifer's, Jessica's, Joe. Becky's, Amanda's, you know. Joe. It's going to be fine. What I didn't know is what I was watching on TV was American white people, which is a very specific thing. Uh, and I got on the cheese bus and I sat next to this girl. And I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready for this to go super easy for me. And uh, I sit there and she goes, oh, hey, you must be new. And I'm like, yeah, what's going on? I was probably going by Howard then. Yeah. So I said, hi, my name's Howard. And she goes, oh, my name is Sultane. <laughs> what? What? No way. Absolute panic. <laughs> like the cracker? I was not ready for Saltine? that. I was like, Sultane, yes. Um, and this is when I realized that there's other types of white people. There's not just American white people on Disney. There are Eastern European white folks. I don't actually know what they were. I think they're Lebanese or something. There's these mm. sisters. It was Sultane, 
Tay Tay and Bessa. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my Those god! Were the Kosage sisters. It sounds and... like they'd be famous on TikTok nowadays. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. But I, uh, at the end of the day, had to get back on the cheese bus to get home. Um, so I didn't know. I went outside, and there's like 35 of them because there's like a school bus that goes to each neighborhood or whatever. And I was like, shoot. I don't know how I'm going to get home right now. <laughs> but then I see this girl and I was just like, oh, I'm so excited. It's the end of the day. And like, whew. I'm so excited to see somebody that would know which of these buses I have to get on. <laughs> you know, I'm 14 years old. So I'm so yeah. excited. I was like, okay, I can get home. I run up to her and I'm just like, hey. Because <laughs> I couldn't have like greeted her in a way where she would have known like I didn't completely forget her name. I was just like, hey. Oh. And she's like, my name's Sultane. <laughs> of course. That makes her sound nasty. Whatever. She's like 14 years old. I'm sure she's super nice. Probably nicer now. Anyway. Uh, so that was my introduction to white people and things that they do. So now... <laughs> Fast forward three, four years later, or I guess, yeah, four or five years later, um, meeting this white girl and she's telling me about meditation and like yoga and like all this hippie stuff. Um, But I did notice that her energy was like significantly different than like people I had talked to on a regular basis. Like she was there and something that I came to find out is called presence. Uh, Uh. She had it. She was there at that moment talking to us getting to know us like no distractions you know she was playing hockey if you will i like the analogy <laughs> Can I keep this as a nice analogy smart nice um so that was my first introduction to it i just looked it up uh i started practicing it um headspace is an app that i will recommend um calm is another great one uh they've given that to the military for free for a year i think yeah it's nice stuff or anyone that has american express cards yeah yeah Yeah. if you don't you know i'll send you a link yeah (laughs) (laughs) links in the description yeah what's the deal on that Dude, thing for real. if you uh refer they, someone they max it out at, it's only like fifty-five thousand points yeah it's a lot okay. it's a lot yeah, they max that's it. a lot yeah. yeah it is heck yeah that's not bad no <laughs> it's, um, it's not that bad i do have i have to get like real for a second yeah go i'm gonna be vulnerable with you all <laughs> that's strength <laughs> uh, <laughs> um so the reason that you know, it wasn't just some fad that I found that I liked. I used it to help myself out. So I, and you guys had an episode about losing people, so mm-hmm. uh, which is great. I listened to that whole thing. Um, my father passed away when I was in seventh grade, very oh, suddenly. And um, I was in Brooklyn, New York, and it's not the Brooklyn, New York it is today that has like, I don't know falafels and like, <laughs> like shopping and like decent yeah, yeah, yeah it was a very different place yeah, and that. so i did not have the opportunity to become like emotionally like clear like to express myself and like embrace my feelings uh so i hit it at school because i couldn't be crying at school because you know it's one thing to be sad it's another thing to be sad and stabbed (laughs) (laughs) you only got to cry once you know kids are mean anyway (laughs) sad and stabbed do you think of that on the spot (laughs) so um i had i hit it i hit it i bottled it up uh i didn't embrace the fact that i lost my father 
Um, and I got so good at hiding it that mm. even at home, like my family, like didn't bother to ask, like, are you okay? You know, your dad just died. <laughs> and I was just like, I got so good at hiding it and being just like, yeah, I'm okay. You know, and then start being the super bubbly, positive person that I am now. <laughs> um, and so I bottled it up for so long that it slowly crept into leading me into feeling like depressed, depressed feelings. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. so this is now sophomore year of college. Uh, so from seventh grade to sophomore year of college, somebody math that for me. How many years is that? A lot. A lot. Wait, none of us are good at math. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of time to not process the loss of your father. Right. Um, so I was able to, through meditation, to become more mindful. I would start procrastinating was the first thing that my mind did. I couldn't focus on a task. I would sit down doing homework and like could not get the task done. Like be like, I don't know, was that SpongeBob where he's like, sitting writing a paper and he likes makes this super ornate like tea and some of those and done so i would do that and uh as i started to meditate and practice meditation um i started to realize like why i was doing it my mind wasn't in this free mode or like state of being it was just thinking about things that I hadn't addressed yet. So because I was thinking about like my dad passed, I'm sad about it. I haven't talked to anyone about it. No one's asked me about it. No one cares about me. All those thoughts that your brain somehow (laughs) formulates and then like snowballs into these crazy things. I was focused on those things, but distracting myself from thinking of them. So I was forever putting off taking care of the emotional event that I had. Um, And through meditation, I came to that realization. I was able to observe my mind and see like how it thought. That's awesome. Yeah. That's deep, dude. And I got out of that depression. How long did it take you though? Like once you realized you started, well, how did you start doing that? I guess from that girl? Yeah. I just Googled like guided meditation on YouTube and there was some like super corny, like (laughs) extra edited picture of like a lotus or like some blue water or something you know or like the uh chakras like design yeah yeah um but they're good you know they're relaxing and the first thing i noticed was like this feels good you know like this is nice like i feel good after i feel good during doing it like i'm not yeah it's like stretching almost yeah yeah stretching your brain i guess oh that's exactly what it is it's exercising your mind that sounds like a rumsey quote (laughs) <laughs> yeah you got a book for us today yeah, yeah. on this books? Uh, i love on... books huh i love books you I like recommending books. i like books a lot uh i don't know if i have any books that talk about meditation or like well, way really to go meditation for some recommendations from yeah you. yeah Randy one in doubt earl, earl nightingale video again <laughs> the earl nightingale yeah. oh yeah i don't know who that is uh, don't worry, Rumsey will show you. Isn't he a, he's <laughs> a nervous scientist, right? Or at least no, that's about... that's Sean Stevenson. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Earl Nightingale, he he grew up um, in the Great Depression. So he was basically born in that. And he was really resilient and became a very successful person. Um, made a lot of money and also wrote books and made a lot of audio logs that you can look up today. And cool. he basically defined success. And that's the video that they're talking about. Gotcha. Yeah. And I know, uh, Talon, I mentioned it to you because I'll get into my story here in a little bit, but you said like 
you know, a lot of successful people do meditate almost every day, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, it's pretty much, I mean, you're just, it's focusing like what you want, what you want in life and everything. So it's like, it's a good time to think about what truly like makes you happy and like what, what goals do you want to meet and everything and possible steps that you might want to take. So just makes sense. I mean, I don't know, like the way that personally, like I meditate in the past is just for me to focus on something. So that's, I mean, what, what better way to focus on a goal than try meditating about it? Yeah. I know, um, when I was dealing with my breakup, you know, that episode we had that, you know, accidentally got deleted, but we'll, we'll what episode? Again, <laughs> we won't talk about um, that. <laughs> yeah, Ramsey's still butthurt. Cut. <laughs> um, no, but so I have these Bose noise-canceling headphones. I put those on, dude, and I played this. I shared it on our Instagram if anyone is interested. I'll share it again, probably. It's just Lindsey Sterling, just piano. It's called, like, it's on the Calm app. It's like Lunar Eclipse or something with Lindsey sure. Sterling. Dude, I put that okay, cancel out the world and just have this piano or this violin. I'm sorry, not piano, violin going yeah. in my ear, and like my brain just focused on everything that was holding me back, and like so much. Like an hour later, I had so much clarity as to like why I did the things I did for my breakup, like how I'm gonna proceed with life, and I mean it's not all healed automatically. It's not how it works, but right it gives you explanations as to why things occurred and how to move forward and how to grow and learn from those experiences. Mm. So yeah, there's, there's that dude, it, it works. It's, it really, it's yeah. crazy. It really just kind of helps you sit in with your problems. Doesn't it? Yeah. You it know, helps like, you like just, analyze what's keeping, like you said, like it's distracting you, but well, it's not distracting. You have these things in your mind, but you're distracting yourself from them. And when yeah. you really sit down and focus on those thoughts, you come out so much clearer. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. If I could, uh, I think this is a good time to like introduce presence. Go for it. Yeah. So presence. I don't know if y'all have interacted with that word much. Not like Christmas presence <laughs> with a T. Uh, oh yeah, I love the presence. Your presence, your presence, your being, <laughs> yeah. the energy of being. Um, when you meditate, so your brain is like constantly trying to keep you safe, and so when it is a natural state in a natural state it's very inquisitive and it's awful often thinking of what's going to hurt me next like who's going to attack me who's going to hurt me um you know what's the worst thing that could happen like Almost those like type of thoughts paranoia, huh? yeah, it, yeah it is and the thing is if you were constantly thinking about your entire life if you were able to be that present <laughs> i suppose um it would drive you insane. Like imagine being in a constant state of analyzing your entire life. Oh, so that's why crazy. I'm insane. You go insane. I think we've talked about that before. It. As I, I think I mentioned a few episodes ago, it's just like, you can't think three years down the road. You got to think like tomorrow. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because you can't perceive it. Your brain's not capable of perceiving that much right. information. And so to also keep you safe, it brings up distractors, uh, things that, through life have appealed to you personally as a danger you know like phobias for example like somebody has one bad run-in with a spider (laughs) and they could have arachnophobia for the rest of their lives or just because their brain so early on identified that as something dangerous um it's written into the way that they are and so with presence it's a way to trick our brains in a good way of being distracted from all the dangers in this world you know like we seem to be so afraid but like you can't 
you can't live without dying. Like right. <laughs> you're going to die at some point, but you distract yourself from that fact uh, with things in your ego that say like, oh, well, I'm not going to die anytime soon or something of the sort uh, when you don't really know. Um, but being present uses your brain power that you'd use to be thinking about what's going to hurt me next. It uses your brain power for what's happening now. Uh, how am I observing myself? How am I observing my brain um, and my body? Um, you guys said you have all meditated before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't yeah. know about Joe and Randy. Have you Yeah, guys? Joe, Randy, have you? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I have in the past. I've done kind of like more traditional ways, but I've also, I also kind of have like my own way of doing it too. What's your way? Let's hear it. Well, I mean... In all honesty, I know I've mentioned this a hundred thousand times already, shameless plug, but going out in the wood shop is a huge meditative mm. kind of thing for me because I can just go and like focus on a project and turn off everything else. Yeah. But smart. I have done more traditional ways in the past, which I also think work, if you know, being truthful. Uh, and basically just did exactly what you were talking about, Chris. Like just find some like kind of calming music that I like and just sit in the dark and just, you know, turn off. Yeah. Sweet. Joey, how about you? Uh, you know what I found I like is actually what you got to see in our uh, snowboarding trip in Colorado. Um, when I like to listen to music while going down the hill. Uh, that's that's normally what I like to do. It's, it's soothing. I don't know what it is about it, but listening to music, kind of just getting lost, looking at the uh, mountains in the background as you snowboard. It's just something that I've fallen in love with. Yeah, I saw you snowboarding and you you know you put your headphones on and you're like, guys, I'm not going to be able to hear you, just letting you know. And you were just in the zone, bro. Like, you put the headphones on, you had your music going, snowboarding. Not a worry in the world, bro. I mean, minus catching an itch. But other than that, no worries. The The view is incredible. You're with your Let's friends. Let's not worry about that part. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe maybe you were worrying about Brandon going too slow and getting stuck like he did numerous times. But, yeah, it was fun, dude. That, that was awesome. I, I did wish I, I brought out some, some headphones with me because that – probably would have been awesome but you know i was living in the moment i was being present with my friends just chilling man i was i was happy oh my god so tony you were Organic. gonna say something before you send it over to before we went on this tangent i guess oh no that was a good tangent mm. uh i was trying to see what experiences you guys had with meditation and i would like to do an exercise can i do an exercise with y'all oh boy bring in some oh boy let's do it i'm yeah. scared Okay. Are you going to like definitely hypnotize us? I'm going to hypnotize you motherfuckers. It's going to be wild. (laughs) Let's do it. Not if I take off my headphones. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. You like reaches through the computer and bangs your head in the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch. Uh, No, this is for a good way to be present and... I hope that it helps people because no matter what situation you're in, like you don't need anything to accomplish this. Um, So I think of people who are in much worse situations than us where they're also homeless while dealing with a pandemic or like don't have anyone to talk to or, you know, or dealing with some illness already. Mm. Um, And the question for me, because I will often think of what's the worst situation I could be in. And that's the first thing I think of. Um, I will think of like, what would I do then? And I think the answer is, is to be present, to just accept that moment where you are um, so that you can move forward. And have you guys seen the Midnight Gospel Mm -hmm. at all? No? I feel like that'd be a Jerry The Midnight Gospel? I think so. It sounds really familiar, but I don't know why. It's Duncan Trussell is the comedian. And um, 
they have the artist from I'm like brain farting right now. Uh, Adventure Time, Jake and Finn. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Really? I've seen it. I've seen it. Yep. So there's Duncan Trussell Family Hour is his podcast, and they made like a visual, uh, like cartoon to go along with the interviews, and it's really good. It's really good, and he does this one interview with his mom, and they talk about uh, life and death, and she goes through the story of how he was born, and um, it's a really sweet episode. And she does this one exercise that I'm going to share with you guys now, if y'all are down. Yeah, man, go for it. Sure. Um, <laughs> yep. So this is about observing your body and, you know, using your brain to identify what's going on with it. So if you could all, and Randy and Joe can do this too at home, if they're down. I, and I'm they down. trust yeah, that I'm not going to hypnotize them. <laughs> um, so the first thing you want to do is sense your index finger um your ring finger even <laughs> make it easier and if you can sense your ring finger uh try and sense like the inside of it like the pad part no like, <laughs> like actually the inside like, of your finger oh. like to the bones <laughs> and <laughs> feel what's inside of your finger this is tough. It's tough. Just focus on your finger I and feel know that it's there. You can even move it if you want because you're in full control of your finger. Come on, guys. I can do this, right and now. I have the most retarded brain of us all. <laughs> <laughs> so, Randy, what do you what do you feel in your index finger? Um, I don't know. It's like it's it's weird to try and describe it. Like I I I yeah. feel what yeah, you're yeah. talking about, but um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to put oh. it into words. Yeah, it's just, but it kind of like, just like turns wow. everything. It kind of like turns everything else off, and it's just you're just focused on that. Yeah, and you can close your eyes too if that helps you. Like, yeah, I have to close my eyes. Right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. No worries, dude. I oh, just yeah. feel I like, got it. like the blood pulsing and yeah. like almost not like like the muscle itself. You can kind of feel. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, that's that's what I describe it as like an energy, you know. Oh, um. But now this is what we're going to do. So you're sensing your index finger. Uh, see if you can spread that awareness to your entire hand. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. So what you're doing right now is Oh, just... my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. easy, Joe. I've never felt anything like this. Yeah. <laughs> it can be difficult if you've never done it before, so... Give yourself patience, but you're now sensing and being aware of your entire hand. And it's always there, but right now you're taking the time to notice it and see how it feels. Uh, so the next thing we're going to try to do is spread that awareness to your arm. If you can spread it from your hand and let it go up your forearms and up to your shoulder uh, and sense your arm. takes a little bit more brain power Dude, that one's hard yeah it yeah, feels like trying. everything gets more like everything that i'm focusing on is getting a little more heavy yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. okay yeah yeah i got i covered in muscles i definitely feel like the blood pulsating thing <laughs> yeah. yeah you're talking about. i got yeah i gotta say something real quick here because as okay. 
I, you you wouldn't know this, Tony, but as the the rest of the boys know here, my brain is the one that jumps around the most. Okay. Can you guys attest to that? And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I I can agree. Yeah. Well, there might be something wrong with him. No. I think <laughs> I think I think it's kind of funny that I'm having like the easiest time with this of everybody, and my yeah. brain I think is the most like sporadic. Sure. Maybe you just are always searching for that one thing to focus on, and now you're doing it. Well, yeah, and that's maybe. the thing. You're like channeling it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad that you're noticing that because what it is is your brain, at least the frontal cortex, is probably extremely active. Um, and so you probably hop around and like think a bunch of things. And like uh, in our society where we teach, you know, one subject at a time, one thing at a time uh, that's thought of as like not good. And, you know, yeah, my brain can't do that. <laughs> yeah. And they'll like medicate people for <laughs> having an overactive mind. So it's not a bad thing that judgment is based on our society and how it operates. So your brain is so active now that you're focusing it on something. It can really focus on it because it's taking all that energy <laughs> that you have and putting it onto one thing. And it actually is a benefit like it is now in this exercise. So. Hot Chris, went, secret genius, suck it. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much telling all the kids <laughs> in your high school to go fuck themselves. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you guys get the idea, the idea would be to extend that awareness to your entire body. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is the state of being present because all your brain power is focused on your being um, instead of what's going to hurt you, what's going to be next, what are you going to do next, you know, like. I don't know what her what's her phone number. I guess if you're single, yeah. <laughs> or what's hey, his phone yeah. number? Can I have your number. Yeah, or Z or any other pronoun. However it feels. Um, so yeah, that is presence. That is being present. And the thing I have noticed about it is, if I, I'm trying to think of a situation where I was like super nervous. Oh, I've got one. <laughs> I've quick. got plenty. Yeah. <laughs> Um, when you couldn't remember that girl's name, when I couldn't remember that girl's name, no, I was too excited about getting home. I didn't even realize. <laughs> Salty. <laughs> um, before our deployment, before our deployment, uh, my first deployment with Talon, um, we were we were supposed to leave one day, and then we couldn't leave that day. I don't remember why. Um, but when we showed up. I got there and I was just getting to off it. I've been there for like a year, maybe. Um, our squadron commander, who I literally just met the day before because he like just took over, uh, came up to me and people who aren't military, my squadron commander is my boss, like my actual boss. <laughs> uh, he came up to me and he's like, hey, Tony, I've got to talk to you. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> What did I do? (laughs) (laughs) That's the first thing your mind gravitates towards. (laughs) So, I mean, it'd be different if he just was, because he's a nice dude. Yeah. Uh, Manrique, shouts Mm. out. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Can we say his name? We just did. We can put it in the show. He was awesome. It's fine. He was a great guy. Yeah, fantastic commander. Um, It'd be different if he just came up to me and was like, I need to talk to you, and then proceeded to talk to me. He was like, I got to, we got to go to my office. We need to sit down in my office. And I was like, no. <laughs> no. So I was like, yeah, let me put my bag down. I was like, slash, let me calm down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, 
So I'm panicking in my mind. Like, I'm thinking I'm in trouble, like, for no reason. He didn't, like, come up to me like, we need to talk in my office now yeah. or anything of the sort. Um, so I had to calm myself down, and I had to – I had no other option because this was, like, I don't know. I'm a new dude, and I'm super nervous. So I had to, like, calm myself down by being present, and I did that exercise or some – you know, iteration of it, uh, to just be in your body, be in that moment. And I was able to calm down from this panic that I, my brain, like he didn't do anything to put me in this panic. Nobody forced me into this panic except for myself. So by being present, I was able to observe it, you know, like it didn't make it any less nerve wracking for me, but I was able to observe it as you're nervous. You know, you're anxious about going to talk to this dude that's your boss and you don't know why, like that makes sense, you know, validating myself. Uh, so I went and sat down in his office and all he says is, uh, Hey, so it seems like you're in a pretty serious relationship. And I was like, yeah. And now I'm panicking again, probably for just a second. Cause I was like, what the, what the heck did Miranda do? <laughs> Cause we weren't even dating yet. Uh, I didn't propose to a year later on our deployment. So I was like, dang, what did she do? Did she post something like something about hating trump on facebook or something <laughs> like what happened god uh and he just goes oh well she's like gonna be with the spouses group uh so we'll pass her some information but there's like laws or whatever that if we're not legally married she can't know certain things about the deployment or whatever and i was just like you had to bring me in the office for this oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'll just be over hyperventilating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but whose fault is it that I was hyperventilating? Yourself. True. <laughs> you know, it was just me in my head thinking like something bad's going to happen. I need to keep self. Tony safe. To keep Tony safe from this dangerous thing that's about to happen. And it's just like, you're not married yet, but I know you're sleeping with that woman. <laughs> <laughs> you guys live in the same house and your beds aren't separate. I know what's going on. <laughs> We're married now. It's fine. <laughs> it's only fine now. Yep. Yeah. So does, does she meditate as well? Um, she, we will med meditate together sometimes. Um, I enjoy that. Um, but she's not addicted to it. Like I, <laughs> I feel like you guys are more basic than any of us. More basic? What yes. do you mean by basic? I don't know. You walked in with mean? fur in oh, your coat and Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, in your you had hand, Starbucks sunglasses. in both yeah, hands when you, you walked in. About? Yeah, Chris. You said you look like talk. a celebrity, and yeah. you're like, I know. It was Cornell sweater. <laughs> like I accepted. Oh my God, <laughs> Cornell sweater. Yeah. Yeah. When have yeah. you been to Cornell? Do I need to say more? Oh, uh, I went to Cornell, dude. Yeah, I did oh, too. You did? No, you yeah, didn't. We both went to Cornell. Yeah. How long? Like they didn't. Yeah, exactly. We walked around campus for like two hours and then left. Bought the sweaters and dipped. Yeah, went to the gift shop. That's what I figured. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, we don't seem that smart. Smart enough. No, you you guys are very. You're a very energetic couple, and like from my perspective, at least, like you guys, I don't ever see you guys angry. Like I don't see you guys that often, but when I do, you're always like happy together and everything like that. So it's it's maybe there's some science behind meditation and maybe that's what helps you continue that. I don't know. Oh yeah. Um, the, and you'll see it's a, there's a graduated experience of that being able to hold presence. Um, and that's why I really like that exercise because it helps you focus on like one very small part of yourself and then allow that to expand out and carry on. Um, 
right now there is a practice and I don't know if it has a name. Uh, I just kind of got the idea and was listening to some things. And I think about the presence of someone else, like of a good friend. You know what I mean? Like we all miss our friends being in the military. You get moved around from people, but there is a meditative state that you can do and you get so used to your own presence and understanding how who you are uh, reflects in your presence, in your being, in your energy. And you start to be able to see that in others. So like uh, I have some really good friends. They live out in Denver. So I have one friend, Tucci, and like he's super high energy, just like (laughs) happy all the time. And there has been times where I've been able to meditate and sense like being in my boy's presence. Um, And that has gone a long way, you know, because you can even do that with like your mom or your dad or like whomever. Uh, You can sense that presence, that energy, um, and it will change your day. I think I hope I can get you all to agree that your brain is what establishes your reality. Like your Um, brain does everything. Yeah, Yeah, it's just just perspective of like external stimulus and everything. So you you can manipulate that very easily. Exactly. Chris, Um, do you sense my presence? Uh, yeah, <laughs> presence of an idiot. Oh, there he is. Oh. Yeah. Very, very organic. It's yeah. palpable. <laughs> I felt that very organically. <laughs> I hope Nick McNaught listens to this because he told us to use the word organic, and we use it almost every episode now. So organic. <laughs> yeah, so every time I so hear it now, other stuff, like, it makes me laugh. I have a question uh, for Tony here. So, are you able to like sense if have someone is having a bad day or anything like that? Um. So that's a great question. Um, There is the concept of like projecting. Uh, You probably hear that pretty often of like you projecting your own problems on other people or your own bad self thoughts on other people. Um, It's a part of that and judgment. Um, I can't. I have no way for my persons to see if another person's having a bad day unless I am very studied on how they are. Like my wife, for example, like I know what she looks like. I know how she carries herself when she's having a bad day. Um, So I have a sense there, but I can't like walk up to some stranger and be like, "Mm, meditate, meditate. (laughs) Body language plays a lot into that. Yeah, body language. (laughs) Yeah, right. I know there's some people who can like, right. Yeah. Uh, I know there's like some people who read auras and stuff, but that's something I assume just totally different. Sure. And I, I, I will tell people I can like feel their energies and tell them their, the color of their auras and stuff. Um, but it's, I don't know. People may say like you have a bad aura. That's not, that doesn't exist. There's no such thing as a good or bad aura. <laughs> it's just like it some is, white girl right. 20 years old in college. Yeah. Like pound them. Yeah. Beers. It's a judgment. Well, I can... Like saying bad is a judgment. Like this is a bad thing. Like nothing is completely bad. Right. Um, everything has a dialectic to it. Um, that's, Dialectic. I can speak you guys to that. that word? Is that a word? Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's a big word. It's a word. Probably the biggest <laughs> one I've used yet. Is it? All right. Yes. Sick. <laughs> you know what a dialectic is? Sure don't. Any guesses? Dialectic? Uh, yeah. Well, Talon's going to have to Google it. Diabetic. I know dielectric. <laughs> I thought you were going to answer <laughs> it. But someone... I do know the answer, uh, I think. I'd like a formal definition, honestly. <laughs> he wants to make sure he's right before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Is it like someone who studies <laughs> different dialects? Uh, no. No. <laughs> Good guess, though. That was good. Oh. I never thought of that. Do you, want me to, do you want me to say it out loud? Can I guess first? I'm going to yeah, guess first. Yeah, say it. Uh, I think it's a, is it observing both natures of things, like the good and the bad, 
aspects of things. Nope. His eyebrow is tightening. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Uh, no, it. I wouldn't say that. So the first. So the first Body uh, language. definition would be yeah. the art and uh, the art of investigating or discussing the truth of opinions. The no, other one would be yeah. inquiry okay. into metaphysical contradictions and their solutions. Contradictions. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. So he I wasn't mean, far yeah, off. That's, that's sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it made sense the way you used it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Made more sense the way he used it than the definition. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I should Wait, get but I, can I just say though, real quick, I can definitely speak to that being someone who like I work with people all day long, and it really depends on the person. Like, there's some people who walk in the door, and I'm like, okay, this guy's having a bad day today. But then there's other people who could be having a horrible day, and I have no idea. It just kind of depends yep. on the person and like how they project themselves. And like, I know, for instance, for for myself, my coworkers always know when I'm having a bad day, just like body language wise. I don't ever you know, make it their problem and make it, you know, I don't try and make other people have a bad day because I'm having a bad day, but like you can usually tell when I'm having a bad day. Sure. Right. Um, you're probably not as chippy and you know, not as witty and throwing annoying. random chippy. comments and stuff. Probably talk yeah. less as Randy chippy is a yeah. ch- chippy Randy, <laughs> yeah. but also to to speak to like, you know, I, uh, Tony said it before with like the energies, like there are certain people though, like you can kind of feel like a person might not have, the best energy like there's people who come in and they can be totally nice to you the whole time they're there and they leave and i just turn to my coworker and be like there's something about them that is just not yep. right yeah hmm. yeah that's interesting i mean and i think subconsciously maybe that's why like you don't enjoy being around certain people like we talked about some like true friends and whatnot maybe there's some people that you know you start out as acquaintances and then something just clicks like in your head subconsciously like i don't really want to hang out with that person and you don't know what maybe that's why i don't know yeah absolutely uh there's people vibrate on different frequencies uh and that's like you know if you get into like actual science and like uh there's like vibration theory and things of that sort um you just vibe with people is that and, where the term comes from? Vibe? Yeah, really? that's exactly yeah. where it comes Dude, from. Dude, I had no clue. I <laughs> yeah. learned something today. Yeah, your vibrations. Um, uh, vibe, that's yeah, what vibe you learned today. for vibration Shit. or vibrator if you're nasty. <laughs> um, <Ooh>. Nice. <laughs> good vibrations. <laughs> all right, well, we there, Jared. Uh, we will identify it with, you know, external things, like even with, like, your partners or your significant others, um, You'll say it's like, oh, it's because they look that way. But you've never seen that person before. You've never seen how they look to say that's what I want. It's the vibe that you get from them um, and the vibe that they get from you. And when those are in sync, that's when you're attracted to each other. And the same thing is the same thing goes for friendships. Like I met you like what, two years ago, three years ago (laughs) now. Uh, And as a vibe, it's like (laughs) I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go on the podcast of like any other (laughs) people that I've worked with. It's because like, I can talk to you. Like I've sensed the being in you and it it's cool versus (laughs) not like pop cool, but like cool to me. Uh, (laughs) uh, And the same goes for the both of you here. Uh, I haven't gotten you guys vibes, Randy. You can't get over the internet. Is that not a thing? Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have, I can't project over the internet. I'm sorry. <laughs> Detecting vibes. Uh, doesn't, doesn't have that gigabit vibration detector. Yeah. <laughs> if I put my hand on the microphone, does it help? <laughs> I feel it. Okay. I yeah. Feel now it. Now your hand on the microphone. 
He's going to spit on it. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's all right. His, it's, it's his equipment. He has to deal with it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, sorry. Uh, you're asking about if I'd be able to identify if someone was having a bad day. And the fact of the matter is I can't. Um, I can go off of what I feel is the image of, you know, a change for them. Um, but all you can do is ask. If you're sensing that somebody might be off, I would say that you talk to them. Um, humans need connection. Uh, we are social creatures, rather we like it or not. Um, so I can't say I have a sense of how your day's going, but I would recommend if you think someone's having a bad day to just ask them. Um, that's better than yeah. nothing. We actually had, you haven't heard this episode yet, but we had our friend Sam on uh, last week. And it's funny because we were talking in the very beginning of the episode, you talked about being a kid. <laughs> yeah, you can totally hear that. You can totally hear that. <laughs> you can go ahead. No, you're good. <laughs> Just eating some candy over there. That's a pretzel. Ooh, piece hear. of candy. You like carbs. Hell yeah. Need it. I'll just start that whole sentence over. That's fine. <clears throat> Dude, this is good. I like this episode a lot. I'm learning a ton. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. Good. As long Gucci? as I'm not wasting your time. No. Gucci? No, Gucci. that's good. Cool. Gucci. Gucci. Yeah, it's funny because we had our friend Sam on last episode, and you haven't heard this yet, but uh, she talked about, you know, you mentioned being back in Brooklyn as a kid and, like, not being able to express your feelings. And we talked about as a society how, like, men are, they kind of have to bury their feelings a lot of the time. The mask of masculinity. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The masculine mask- masquerade. <laughs> <laughs> mask yeah, party. 2020. Eminem and Eminem and Eminem. It's um, a hashtag. Yeah. But I totally lost my train of thought where I was going with that. It's, it's interesting. Meditate though, more. Like, yeah. <laughs> Meditate. No, like this whole meditation thing, man, it's, there's really some, some, I almost, it's not magic, but it almost is. It's like, it's crazy how it could totally change your day. And like asking someone to make their day, you know, like we talked about, oh, here, here I got back on track. I meditated as I was talking. Um, so we were talking about like reaching out to someone, like if you're an introvert or extrovert and like some people deal with things better alone whereas i need someone to ask me like how i'm doing and and you know like get through that with somebody whereas jared likes to read and like kind of deal with it himself and so we yeah we talked about all that last episode and bringing meditation into that is pretty interesting because like you said if you're aware of yourself like your presence and then you could see somebody is struggling like if you are able to say they're struggling ask them how they're doing and then maybe pass that knowledge on to them. Like, try doing this and see how you feel, like, tomorrow. And then get back to me. And, like, if, if that works, I'll give you another exercise to do or something like that. And, like, I can really change someone's whole outlook on life, really. Absolutely. Hmm. So, actually, I have a really cool question. So, we talked about a lot for this episode, introdu- like, introducing meditation to someone's life. For mm-hmm. you, Tony, who's been doing it for a long time, what do you think you would do if, like, in terms of, like, your life, ch- like, how your life would change if you took meditation out of it? Do you think that would affect you in like in extreme ways? Um, that's an interesting question. No one's ever asked that to me before. Uh, <laughs> you can't, you I'm can't, not gonna. You can't picture your you life. You can't make it. me. Uh, Talon's big brain. Can't make me stop. Um, I'm inside my own brain. So <laughs> I'm making an assumption. <laughs> I'm making an assumption in your question, and uh, I'm just gonna ask. I feel like you may be asking, like, is there going to be like a regression? Like, if I stop meditating, will I regress into 
the depressed kid I was in college. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not exactly like depressed, but like, do you, would you, I don't know, I guess it would be like the opposite of the benefits of meditation. So like, would you, I don't know, would you just, do you feel like your life would be more distracted? Like, okay. do you think your mind would be like more stressed and stuff sure yeah. because you've been uh-huh. doing this for so long like right. do you think like maybe like now you just change like the wiring in your brain and like maybe do you think that you're just you've changed as a person or absolutely i am not i am a very different person <laughs> than i was before i started meditating um so i'm trying to think of the quickest way to answer your question would be to say that Uh, So neuroplasticity is the like neuroscience term for what meditating will like do for you. Um, And the plasticity is kind of flexibility in a sense to deal with traumas, deal with things that seem dangerous or stressful uh, and to be able to bounce back, you know, plasticity, stretchy, Mm -hmm. I don't know, whatever. It It all makes sense. Um, So meditation helps a lot with that. Um, I can't purely say that if I stop meditating how it would affect me because uh mindfulness which is this is good you got me into the other word I wanted to define um the mindfulness is the the frequency like amount of times we're not talking about waves anymore the frequency of observing your mind like how often you go and sense uh, what you're experiencing. And this is what I need to work on. Yeah. So that's mindfulness, uh, being mindful of what's going on with you. Um, and so as you meditate, you will meditate on moments. So like anxiety, for example, like something that makes you feel anxious, you can meditate on that feeling and working with anxiety because you can't delete anxiety, uh, without like some powerful medication. Uh, <laughs> and even then you're just like pausing it. Um, because of that, I would never lose that. So there are moments in my day where because I've meditated, I recognize them. Um, an example is I live over here in Papillion and there's those roundabouts by that like Papillion yeah. Center oh, or yeah. whatever. I don't know. Is that South Washington? I don't know what street it is. I don't know is. what that is anymore. Whatever. Uh, and so you, most people, I'd assume, would say like, oh, yeah, I'm driving through a roundabout. Big whoop, you know, or like I'm just driving still. Uh, for me, that reminds me of being in England. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. And driving on the left side of the road and like <laughs> oh, yeah. going through these roundabouts, which was a very excited time for me. Like, um, it was a great trip. Had so much fun. Made so many good friends. Uh, we went to Germany, uh, Prague, Prague Norway. Uh, Norway. We had so much fun. Such a good time. I proposed to my wife, my now yeah. wife. Like, yeah. it was the best trip. Um, so now when I drive through those roundabouts here. I think about England, like I feel that sense and it keeps my day going. It keeps my day like bright and like happy because I know I've had good experiences that I tie to it. Um, try to think of a, I mean, you kind of said it more before, like when you're talking about when you went into the commander's office. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe when you were stressed out like that, maybe you didn't necessarily have to meditate but like if you just thought through your head like why am i so stressed about like stressed out right now kind of thing yeah um i know and it's not a hundred percent fix but i know when i'm approaching a point where i would be more emotional than logical um and the quicker you can identify that the easier it is to calm yourself down (laughs) in a sense um so even if I stopped meditating, which I'm not gonna, um, yeah, yeah, jerk. 
I don't think I would lose. I I don't think I would lose that until I interacted with a situation that I wasn't aware of, Mm. like something that bothers me and I don't know why it bothers me. Um, But I don't think there's like a regression of it. Like if you meditate one day and then don't for two months, you're not going to be less of a person. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's almost like since you do it every day, it's almost like part of your life now. So absolutely. I don't think you'd ever be able to get rid of it and ever go back. And I can also, so like if my wife gets to bed before me, um, I'd always do a, a a night bed. I, I go to sleep meditation to like unwind, wind down and go to sleep. Um, if she's in bed, pass out, I'm not going to put on headspace. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever, have you ever woken up your wife? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. You're going to have to meditate for like the next week. Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't make a meditation for that. Uh, <laughs> um, so I am able to pretty much do the guided meditation that Andy, that's the guy's name on Headspace, uh, that Andy leads you through um, on my own. So it's like I don't have any excuse not to meditate because like I was saying before is if you're meditating, you don't need anything. There's no material thing that you need in this world to get through a meditation um things help like noise canceling headphones and (laughs) lindsey sterling um but you don't need that you don't need those things to observe your body right yeah so and i'm curious because i'm huge like advocate on having a, a really good routine um so like what part of your day when do you just like every single day do you meditate at the same time when when do you when do you normally do yeah, that? Yeah, when and how is yeah. my question. Too. Sure. Um, so I don't get to keep a, a rigid schedule with mm-hmm. training. Um, so I, again, try to reference moments in the day. So I will meditate before bed. So getting ready for bed, um, I will meditate laying down. Um, in the morning, I will meditate. So whenever I wake up, it's sometimes... If I uh, either if I go out the night before <laughs> um, or if I have like a night event, um, waking up can be like 1 p.m. So I wouldn't feel it can be like I can. Oh, it's damn. Happened. Like last week I had, uh, <laughs> I had a midnight to 4 a.m. sim. Oh, geez. oh no, so, oh yeah, I woke up at like one, you know, went in at like 5 p.m. or something like that. Anyway. Life's good. Love my job. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'll meditate around those things versus like a specific time where it's a routine. um, And that's because I don't want to lose it. So first thing I do in the morning is meditate, water my plants, um, put on classical music and get ready for the day. Um, And then usually when I get home, uh, before I go to the gym, I will eat something and then meditate. Um just to de-work <laughs> my brain mm-hmm. uh, and then go to the gym. Um, and then I'll, I'll meditate before bed. I usually do at least three times a day. That's a how long each. Oh, wow. Uh, five, ten minutes. Oh, that's not Nothing bad. crazy at all. Um, it's hard. It's really hard. I, it was difficult for me to get up to five minutes. I'm not naturally talented like Randy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it took practice i started at two minutes um and slowly was able to build up um the ability to stay engaged with myself for that long and is that just like being present like feeling your body like you're teaching us or like what what else how do you feel it okay so i'm gonna recommend headspace because one it's free and the company seems to be doing good things in this world so i recommend it um (laughs) 
they have different exercises that you can do and they aren't they don't have a monopoly on these things like these have been around for eons (laughs) i don't know how long is an eon who knows yeah Uh, we're bad at math you're looking at me yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) at least two years at least at least two Uh, hundred thousand years (laughs) indefinite indefinite i mean in an indefinite, indefinite and very long period of time. Oh, yeah. I was of right. Work. Oh, my gosh. Nice. Pretty long. Wow. <laughs> Impressive. I knew you'd be right sooner or later. Yeah. It takes a, it takes a lot of trial and error, though. I get there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's different types of this thing uh, of meditating and feeling your presence. Um, there are scanning exercises where you will s- scan your body down. So, like, start at the top of your head and, like, sense your body down uh, to see how it's doing. Um, there are breathing focuses. So you are either focusing on the inhale, like what part of your, your body moves when you inhale, um, or then there's also exhaling. So like, what do you feel when you exhale and focusing on that because you breathe all the time. So (laughs) the idea there is to now allow breathing to be something that you can focus on. That yeah, you can right. because normally it's subconscious you don't even think yeah, about yeah, it yeah yeah so. and the thing is that's so funny to me that's the funniest thing about humans uh human society is like we're these advanced creatures like we can do all these <laughs> things and all these sciences and yet Are somehow we? the one thing that keeps you alive which is breathing <laughs> breathing <laughs> we forget about rate. it we completely <laughs> forget to breathe if you are having like i don't know anything any panic feeling where you like really feel like you're in danger What's the first thing you stop doing? You stop breathing. Yeah. What kind of advanced uh-huh. creature is like, I'm so scared. I'm going to stop We're breathing. Like, predator. this is great. Like, <laughs> Just black ourselves out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Top of the food chain. Hyperventilating. What a way to, to die. <laughs> I was breathing so fast. I couldn't get any oxygen into my lungs. Oh, my goodness. Advanced creatures we are. And I was, uh, <laughs> it's funny you bring it up because the book I always reference is like the one book I've read all year is that Super Life book. I'm not even done with it. But he, <laughs> he focuses, he talks about like eating healthy. Like we could have you on for a whole another episode for that stuff. Yes. But uh, he, uh, he talks about you need to, to take deep breaths. You need to focus on your breathing. And like he talks about oxygen, oxygenation. Is that yes. how you pronounce it? I'm yes. Smart yeah, you got a lot of big yeah. words in this episode. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> But he says it's so important because not only does it like fight cancer and stuff like that, uh, it just like it fuels your body. Like you need to take deep breaths compared to short breaths. Like and you need to focus on that throughout your day. You can't just sit there and take short breaths and like it's not good for you. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting you bring that in. Yeah, so, and there's a dialectic there too um, on oxygen. <laughs> just wrap dialectic. That one came in organically. <laughs> it was organic. Um, when we think about breathing. Um, it's oxygen that actually kills us as your cells get ox- oxygenated, oxidized. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how they expire. And obviously you replace them for a while. Um, so you need oxygen to breathe <laughs> and for all of your cells to function. But it is also the entity that's destroying you that gives you a lifespan. Yeah. And, that's, um, and then he brings in that book as well. He brings in um, what's the, what's the term when you get rid of oxygen in your foods and stuff? What was that called? Not detox. Um, Deoxygenation? There's a word for it. Like, I'd buy that. Like, Aussie berries are this. 
Oh, and green tea and everything. Yeah, what yeah. the hell is that term? Oh, an- antioxidants. Antioxidants. There we go. Wow, I was wow. not getting that. That took wow. way too long. That was rough. Out. Yikes. I went from being smart to big dumb. Oh, boy. Um, but yeah. Okay, wait, hold on. What do you think an antioxidant is? Stuff that eliminates oxygen, no? I don't even know. I got talent on the Googles today. <laughs> Do you guys tip him afterwards for? Uh, just a tip. Yeah. Just it's like <laughs> the, the official account. Go follow the it. byproduct of a chemical reaction in your body uh, to like ingest some food or something. Or, I don't know. Uh, so yeah, you're right. It is a chemical reaction that can produce free radicals, um, and it just inhibits oxygenation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so in his that's book, what I knew of it. He talks about how like, like exactly what you said. How a lot of oxygen you need, but it also kills you. Yeah. And then he's so that's why the food aspect comes into it. He says it's very important to eat antioxidants and to to fuel your body with that too. Otherwise, the thing that keeps you alive will kill you. Yep. So there's a very there's a balance between it. Absolutely. Um, and then I guess to prove the point or push the point is is oxygen good or bad i'm gonna say it's good i mean it's, you're gonna I say mean, it's, it's good, good. Sure. Yeah, kind of yeah. sure you can't and that is the judgment that's the experience is like i think it's good it's keeping me alive but i also am not it's conscious not that of bad the, <laughs> <laughs> i'm not know. that conscious of the fact that it's slowly killing me maybe <laughs> exactly maybe aliens know something we don't they're like 900 maybe. years old they no. don't breathe they just they discovered the oxygen toxic yep um i was answering your question wasn't i i thought we moved on beyond that yeah oh, okay, we're good. dumb we meditate and go back i don't know <laughs> yeah fuck. i i think you answered it honestly yeah. and, okay, good. uh i mean thinking back a while ago so you said that you meditate before bed and i remember on our very first appointment um people would be taking on our crew some people would be like taking ambien oh, and you're I like hate just, it just you're just like i don't need that stuff because people drinking whiskey like they're asking it's like do you, do you want do you want do you want a prescription for it? you're like no i just meditate before bed yeah. i can go to bed whenever i want like and i think that's because i'm sure everyone here has had a bad time sleeping at some point especially us um i know the people in this room i mean being air crew our schedule changes day by day oh yeah and people yeah. people mess like it gets messed up all the time and i mean i'm sure meditation for you i mean you can be an advocate for it but i think meditation could benefit pretty much anyone oh yeah just for sleep wise if you could do a meditation versus take a prescription drug or a little extreme of a jump Jeez. Yeah. uh but you're right it's extremely damaging to come off of your circadian rhythm your natural circadian rhythm and your body's intake of vitamin d from the sun like it's really tough on the body and i think it's an awful idea <laughs> to <laughs> add i mean some people need it like some people do suffer greatly from insomnia and things of the sort um but for us <laughs> we're just like trying to like ah oh, shoot i'm not gonna get to sleep let me pop this pill um it'd be better to just meditate in that sense and i think um, people people just need to know that that's an option like it's yeah, a tool absolutely. that they can use because i think a lot of people just don't even think about it right so here's something I from my practice. I told you I put on those headphones and I <clears throat> I put on Lindsey Sterling. I don't know about you, but shameless plug that almost wakes me up a lot. Sure. And then I I find it hard to fall back asleep. Whereas f- trying to fall asleep, I put on I use that calm app and I just use like the rain on a window sound. Sure. Like that puts me to sleep. But listening to music it gets me like emotional, and like it it literally energizes my body. Then I'm I'm wide awake. Sure. So could you not meditate to the rain sound? I do, but it's almost like like Tony said about the roundabouts, the roundaboots. Um, 
around a bit. Canadians. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, the rain on the window, or there's like a rain in the forest, and that takes me back to my grandma's house growing up, and she had woods all around her house, and like the rain hitting the leaves and and blowing in the wind, like that's what I think of, and that helps me fall asleep. Whereas like the Lindsay yeah. Sterling, I, I'm meditating on things that have happened in my life, and it almost stresses me out, but then I, you know, I, I get clarity from that. And then I'm awake because now I'm not stressed anymore. Like I'm good to go. Whereas like this, the rain sound, like I said, it just, it relaxes me and puts me to sleep. Sure. So then Tony, would you think that's possibly like two different types of meditation? Uh, yeah. Those are two kinds of, yeah. What you're meditating for. Uh, you can be very purposeful in how you're meditating. Um, the goal of meditating to go to sleep is to, mentally prepare yourself for sleep so to like calm your body down um whereas if you are going through something and you want lindsey sterling to (laughs) you know be your muse be your guide to a solution that is also meditating um yeah that's Hmm. all meditation dude so tony um i know i've been kind of quiet this episode because i didn't think i'd have a whole lot to say on meditation and honestly i've just been listening and I've been realizing a lot of different things throughout this conversation. Um, so when we talked about, um, presence or like, I guess, uh, you know, being able to feel your finger and then your hand and then your arm and just your whole body. And then you talked about breathing, like taking breaths and like focusing on where that energy is going. Um, I've noticed that I've actually, I do that when I lift weights Yes. Like, uh, you know yep. how to work it into it. Yeah. Um, Are you so big or something? When <laughs> when I do deadlifts big or squats small. or like do like a big heavy compound lift, um, I focus on my breath. Yep. Like, yep. So I'll take three different breaths. I'll take a first breath and it'll <sighs> like run that energy like into my chest and then through my arms. And then I'll take another deep breath and that energy will go into my core and then my third breath will go into my legs and into the ground. Yep. So I'm oh, grounded Jared, when I'm doing same. this. And I'm just completely focused on my body awareness mm-hmm. and just lifting the weight, like all of my muscles working together, my central nervous system, everything. So I guess I think you mentioned going to the gym. Um, yeah. That could be a form of meditation, I guess, if you're actually aware of it, if you're mindful. It is absolutely a form of meditation. Like, no yeah. if ands, and buts about yeah. it. So there's that. And then another thing is being present in a situation or a conversation mm-hmm. um, just around other people. Like, during this recording, I've just been listening. I've just been, I think I've said, like, five words this total recording. Um, yeah, I've just been taking in the whole conversation and everything. Math is hard. Um, and yeah, I've noticed that, especially with like my relationships, like past relationships, um, I haven't been, I noticed that I wasn't completely present in the moment, like in the conversation during the phone calls and all that stuff. Um, and I do believe that's one reason, like that's actually a pretty big reason why some of those didn't work out. Um, so being present in the moment with other people is really important. And then the third big thing that I noticed is, um, so I'm religious and I, I was pray. Hoping this was going to come up. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I pray <laughs> all the time. And um, especially like, you know, you talked about um, like thinking 
if you're in a bad situation and like your protective self is coming out or whatever and you think of how could this situation be worse um you know that's something that i practice every day um you know and especially at the end of the day um whenever i pray the i just i think about all the things that i'm thankful for um and that is basically my meditation that helps me go to sleep every night um i start off my prayer with what i'm thankful for and that kind of just like releases that sort of like energy that you're talking about and just takes a weight off my shoulders and I almost never have a issue falling asleep. That's beautiful. I'm like crying. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. Uh, also, your description of your, did you say your grandma's house yeah, in the yeah, woods? Yeah. That was very, uh, you guys should do guided meditations. <laughs> I struggle, dude. I need I need to work on it more first myself. I was I, was, I can go to that house right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was practicing for this because I I wanted to do well, whatever. Um, <laughs> and I was thinking what you guys might ask, and I was hoping that you would bring up prayer. Um, I grew up Roman Catholic, and it didn't go very well for me <laughs> personally. Yeah. Uh, so I actually got to discover Buddhism actually through school. Um, cause after I was meditating for a while, um, I went to Manhattan college in New York and, uh, it's a LaSallean school, um, which I don't know. It's Catholic. I don't know what LaSallean, what the LaSallean brothers were. Yeah, they did something. Anyhow, um, we had to take, I think I took eight or 12 credits of theology courses Mm. and I actually got to take a Buddhism class and I got to go learn about the history and practices of that. Um, they call it a religion, but it's not intended to be. Um, so I got to learn all about that. Um, and that became my like spiritual calling versus what I grew up with, uh, Roman Catholic and then just like non-denominational Christian. I was able to spiritually resonate with a different faith in a sense. Um, but the ideas of prayer, Uh, never left my mind because that was something that we did. Like if I was down in the dumps and had no Mm -hmm. idea what to do, uh, we would pray on it. And that is meditation. That is presence. Um, In prayer, at least as I understand it, you are extending that presence onto God uh, or onto Jesus to pass over to God. I I think that's how the... (laughs) Jesus name thing yes. works. or whatever your religion is. yeah so, whatever yeah. your religion is whatever prayer you're praising with um, by doing that um, again with presence it's powerful because you have something you can hold on to uh, but also if you think about when you go to church on Sunday there's an energy there like the energy at your church is significantly different from the energy in your like childhood bedroom (laughs) with the jergens and the tissues Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's a very different energy and uh even and you've probably been to your church uh not during a service where it's just the actual building to me that's like way more powerful yeah yeah i think so too yeah um but there's a different energy when all these people whom are praising in the same fashion uh get together there's this super like energy about it um and so this is just me saying like yes prayer is meditation meditation is prayer um if you are doing that you are 
focusing in on these things and they could be moral issues because of your values that are based in the religion um it's a way to analyze your imperfections in a sense that mark of sin that you have and you can't get rid of it's that humanizing uh part of you uh so that's that's meditation but you're right so is lift weight weight lifting (laughs) dude maybe that's why you lift more than me not because you're like twice as big as me but you just breathe. Brain's twice as big as you know how to focus better. Yeah. Focus on every movement in the body. Yeah, that's that awesome. Did you play any sports place. growing up? Uh, I played – so I played a lot of soccer when I was younger. Um, and then I did some track. I was a high jumper, long okay. jumper. Oh, that's and, a perfect one, and dude. I, I probably skateboarded more than anything, though. Got, oh, that's also great. These are all, like – Putting yourself in a meditative state. It's not better than hockey. To perform. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean, yeah, you mentioned running. People say like runners high all the time. That's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's, I think there's like endorphins that release once you're at a certain oxygen ex- expulsion rate or something of the <laughs> yeah, sort. You're like your VO2 max. Yeah. I don't know. You should know this stuff. VT1, VT2. Yeah. He's talking about it. What the hell is going on here? What is going on? I don't remember any of it. about breathing and oxygen levels. Yeah. But you're right. People in motion meditation is a thing. Like there's Tai Chi. There's also running. There are guided meditations for running as well. And, you know, sensing your breath as you're running and sensing like the the mechanics of your legs as they're moving. Being present can be applied to any activity (laughs) whatsoever. Um, But as long as you notice it, as long as the intent is there, that's like the last point I have really is um, when we're talking about sleeping, uh, getting intentional sleep is going to provide you with more quality sleep than anything else. Um, We all, I'm pretty sure in some capacity, drunk or just like super tired from work, whatever, have just like passed out. Like just like falling asleep wherever. That was me yesterday. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Not drunk for once though. Oh just good. Tired. Just super exhausted. Uh yeah. and when you wake up, it's like, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. going on? Like, uh, I don't know. It's not. Yeah, it's accurate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I relate to this. <laughs> There's Joe. I am. There's Joe. Uh, did you go to get Panda? I did not. I did not get Panda. Panda Express. That is. Yeah. Yeah. Joey's, yes. Joey's like it's his kryptonite. Oh man. <laughs> Panda is my meditation. You need to meditate on that. Yeah. You know what? I was. You know, I was just judging you just now, and I'm sorry. I was like Panda. Express. Hey, you know what? That's fine. Man. He's living a certain type of lifestyle. We all judge him all the time for it. It's okay. <laughs> you meditate with your panda, dude. You excited for it Absolutely. on your way to the store in the drive-thru or I don't know if you go inside. He's like, oh, yes. fuck yeah, orange chicken. Yes. I'm like, oh, yes. Love it. Sing prayers orange chicken and honey walnut shrimp. I'm like, thank you for this panda two minutes away from my house. It's perfect. Should we make... Yes. Hey, Joe, we're going to make you do something. Is that okay? Uh, I guess so. I don't have a choice, do I? You don't? No. <laughs> No, uh, uh, solid. If you, <laughs> if you had to think of a dialectic about Panda Express, what would you, what would you think? Uh, I'm gonna need the redefinition of dialectic. <laughs> I was gonna right. say he's <laughs> gotta know what dialectic is first. Alex got the definition up. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, up. I don't have it up. <laughs> uh, I think I think you described uh, it perfectly. Joey goes, uh, what? Uh, <laughs> khakis. Have I heard this word before? 
Boomer. Yeah, I explained it earlier. I totally forgot it. Yeah. <laughs> it's observing the good and the bad in things to ah, get like a, okay. a truth with an opinion. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. That sounds like um, that. Yeah. Ah, uh, the good and the bad within the. Within see. the panda. Within the panda. Yeah. Well, obviously, the flavor is the good that one's yeah. chicken. Oh, it's going to be delicious. Amazing. Of course. The bad is definitely in the health. Yeah. Because, You're you know, going to be less swole. The bad is everything. It's fried else. chicken. How does it make yes. you feel afterwards? Yeah. How does it make you feel afterwards? Well, it's better than, you know, like frozen dinners and everything. So, uh, is in it one sense, uh, I, I would like to I would like to believe. Yeah, you still so. got that twenty four year old metabolism. Yeah, like uh, it's kind of it's, it's fading feel? away. It's actually fading away. I just gained eight pounds over one week before I went out to Colorado. Yeah, you Lord. ate eight pounds of panda. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive. He is a panda. <laughs> panda, 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 panda. <laughs> but yeah, with that being said, I I like to feel good because I feel like it's oh, yeah. not terror terrible after like the gym i don't think it's like the worst post-workout meal but i also think it's definitely not the best by a long shot sure so i don't know just like carbs and protein yeah like that's kind of what i'm getting at i'm just you know lacking on the vegetables yeah well that was good you did it you crushed it oh thank you (laughs) we're proud of you hell yeah brother but that's true um and people take this attitude with things and they're just like oh yeah this is bad like i need to stop doing this like smoking cigarettes for example and they obsess over the fact that like it's unhealthy and you know people will shame you into it and that's why you hide it when you're feeling shameful you hide that's the natural reaction to it um but if you want to be effective in changing a behavior you have to look at it from both sides if you had some reason to not want panda express anymore um you wouldn't be able to or you not effectively at least just say like oh yeah panda express is not good for me you know like when you know damn well that plum sauce (laughs) you know the joy of like eating it like that's a good thing like you enjoy it you know uh and Mm -hmm. a lot of people forget about that and they're just like whatever it's bad for me i have to stop i have to shame myself and to stop to stop doing something right it's not effective, but good job, Joe. I'm proud of you. Oh, <laughs> Maybe not you stop eating badass. Fuck the haters. <laughs> you the stop eating haters. panda when you're ready to stop eating panda. That's okay, Rocky. You go when you want to. <laughs> you go when you feel like it. <laughs> no, this is a. This has been a great episode. Anything else you want to touch on before we wrap it up here? This this is a really good episode for New Year's too. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a, yeah. around when it'll come that's, out. That can that be my wrap up? Sure. All right. We're about to get into a new year, y'all. And if I can pass any advice, if you've listened to anything that I've said, <laughs> any of you guys here too, uh, I just want you to think about gratitude. Um, it has been scientifically proven at this point that it changes both the neuroplasticity that we referenced earlier, as well as the actual linkings in your brain. Um, be grateful for what you have be grateful for what you've seen even the things in your past that have been hurtful or challenging or difficult be grateful that you got through those things that you're no longer drowning in the anxiety of who's going to ask you to prom anymore those days (laughs) are over um and here you are wherever you are just be grateful for something um i think that's the biggest thing we can take into 2021 uh, I don't have think, to. We yeah, have no choice. Exactly. That's yeah. good. Who wants to choose to not be grateful? 
2020 has been quite a challenge for people in varying magnitudes and it is so 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 important to be present be mindful and be grateful for what you have and where you are all right guys this has been lessons learned thank you all for listening Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and go follow our other social media pages linked in the description from all of us here at Lessons Learned. Have a good day and see ya!